Hello and welcome. My name is Tom. This is the Enthusiasm Project Season 5, Episode 3. And today we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do something that I wasn't actually planning on doing today. I feel like every single week I'm like, today's gonna be something a little different, but uh today's sort of a weird day, and I felt like I I really wanted to record a podcast, and there was something that's kind of on my mind and happening that I, I can't record a podcast and not talk about or not acknowledge. So I want to do that, but it's also going to be, and I'm warning you in advance, a little bit of a bummer. Um, but then I think that we can transition to something that's maybe a little more positive and a little more helpful, especially for anybody who creates, you know, online content. And I really hate that word. I wish there was I really wish there were a better word uh, for content and things. So, because uh, it just sounds so demeaning. I think, you know, we've talked about this before, but like you make something and you're like, I produce content. It's just such a filler. Like, I don't know, like it's made out of old newspapers and cardboard or something. Like, I, I just feel like the stuff that you make has a lot more value than just being called content. Um, but anyway, that's probably a discussion for another day, maybe figuring out a new word to call that stuff. For today, what I wanted to do was start off with uh, what is actually just a little bit of sad news, or qu- quite a bit of sad news, actually, which is that Heather and I had a friend yesterday, the day I'm recording this, who passed away due to COVID, which really sucks. And it seems like, you know, there's a lot happening that kind of can make it feel like COVID and the pandemic is all behind us, and that's all stuff that happened in the past. But it's it's still very much a thing, and in this case, um, our friend Jake, who passed away, w- was only a year older than us, so obviously still very youthful and vibrant, like we are. Uh, you know, the, the the same story you hear when sometimes people pass away, and it's just like they did everything right. You know, went to the gym all the time, just super active, uh, super smart. He was an automotive tech teacher, like high school teacher. He had kids, he had a wife, they were going to celebrate their first year anniversary next week. And he also, the way we met was he was starting, like kickstarting a YouTube channel and jumping in, getting all that stuff into gear. And then just at the beginning of July, started feeling a little bit under the weather, ended up, you know, taking a test, finding out it was COVID, ended up in the hospital. And then yesterday, so after about two and a half weeks or so on the timeline, passed away, which is insane, because three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, you know, he was just like doing live streams and, and being, and being totally fine. And it really sucks. So I I wanted to talk a little bit about Jake to start this off with, because it, anytime you lose anybody, it sucks, and it hurts. But it hit Heather and I particularly hard and especially Heather really hard. But the, the thing was, that's not unusual when someone you care about passes away. But the interesting thing was we had never met in person because we had only known Jake online through, through YouTube, through our YouTube mastermind that we run through Facebook groups. That was it. That was the only way we had never met in person. We didn't even live in the same state or anything. And we were sort of, feel you know grief is a weird thing and we sort of felt this way of like 
like we're grieving a lot for someone we didn't know in real life, quote unquote. But I think what I have come to terms with um, is that especially in 2020, but prior to this, even you really don't need to know somebody in person to care about them, to have a relationship with them, to have a bond with them and to have them be an integral part of your life and to be a genuine friend and to be someone that you really care about. And I know that's, you know, that's been the case for a long time. Like even a hundred years ago, you could write someone letters and, and get to know somebody without ever meeting them in person. But in this case, it's very, very different because with, with just the modern technology that we have where especially, you know, someone like Jake, who's in the video production world, because that's what his YouTube channel is focusing on was like live streaming video production stuff. Every every time you talk, he's in like, you know, 4k or high definition with perfect audio and a, and a great looking, you know, background, it's the closest you can be to <laughs> having a conversation in real life, without being in the same room. And so it's, you know, it's instantaneous, you can share media, you can, it's very, very much like being in person and the distance doesn't really matter anymore as much. And so that was sort of like, I, I don't know what that feeling is, but it's just like, you know, and, and we're aware too, like we, we mainly knew this person through one, one part of their life. And I didn't know him as like a father or any of that. We knew him as the YouTube guy because um, Jake had started a YouTube channel for his high school program. This all sounds very familiar. It <laughs> started a YouTube channel for his high school program a number of years ago. And uh, then he wanted to kind of turn it into his own channel. And that's where I don't remember, I don't know if he found my channel first or found Heather's channel first, but at some point he was sort of like involved in both our channels and was communicating with both of us. And then earlier this year joined our YouTube mastermind, which is a group of people who are, you know, building their YouTube channels and, and want that kind of community feel. And he was such an integral member to that. Like there's so many things that we're doing in that group that were because of him, because of how much like skill and passion and enthusiasm he brought to it. And he's just really good at what he did. And so his channel is relatively small. I have, uh, I can show you his channel. So if you're listening to this, you hear the audio version. If you're seeing the video version through Patreon or channel memberships, you'll you'll get to see what I'm talking about when I um, talk about, sorry, I'm trying to find the right scene that I did. When I talk about, you know, his quality and stuff. So here's, uh, here's a quick clip. Uh, this is just a video where he's doing an Ecamm Live tutorial because he was all about Ecamm Live. To the overlay window, and I've numbered them to make this very simple. In this scene, our current scene. So whether you're listening or watching, what you can notice is like, to build it on. this is really so good. The sound is really good. The visuals are really good. The production quality is really good. And, you know, if you go to Jake's channel, it's it's uh, Jake Galvan. It's G-A-L-V-A-N. You know, it's a relatively small channel and the there's a lot that kind of is sad here to look at because he's got three videos and I believe he had more, but and he was very excited about them, but they'll never, we'll never get to see them. Um, and he had redone his channel. He took down all of his teaching videos and then shifted it more to this. So he was so the the reason I bring this up is he was so excited about his three videos. He didn't care about the view counts. He didn't care about 
the subscribers or anything. He he cared that he worked really hard to like put himself out there. And he was, it was kind of the similar thing that I went through when I started my YouTube channel, which you put yourself out there and suddenly this entire new world opens up and you get to be a part of it. And what that can do is like, you know, it wasn't just finding like Heather and me and whoever other YouTube channels he liked and, and chatting with them or leaving comments. But then it was like being part of our mastermind where every single week he's, you know, he's always leveling up in some way. He was so good at like anytime anybody posted anything, asked a question, whatever, he would watch it, listen to it, provide feedback on it. Just like, like, I mean, he was a teacher. It was like the perfect student, obviously. Um, but then also went through Ecamm, went into the world of Ecamm. And if you use Ecamm, there's an amazing community behind it. There's like Facebook groups and all kinds of, which are crazy active and people really know like know each other really well and he was a huge part of that group and so it's this all online world but it was still very much like real you know real friendships and real relationships and he was so excited about this part of what he was doing and was getting so much out of it even like you know his wife was helping him out by taking taking responsibility to of like kids and house stuff to give him more time to work on this stuff because it was such an important thing to them. And I I don't know, like, you know, where I'm going. I, I guess I've made the point that he, you know, he was into this stuff, but it's, um, you know, it it's, it's just devastating when you lose someone and then everything, you know, a month ago, completely fine. And now completely gone. And, there's a lot like I don't what I don't need to do is spend this whole podcast like taking you through like the the grieving process of losing someone you care about Uh, I can handle that we can handle that ourselves you can handle that when you got people I'm sure but what I've been really really thinking about and what I wanted to communicate today had a lot more to do with like remembering the that there are real people with real lives on the other ends of these things. And what I mean by that is like, you know, to be part of our world initially, Heather and I's world, Jake watched a video that one of us made and left a comment and we replied to it and then started a dialogue, entered in a live chat, moved to email, joined Mastermind, which is like like a lot of Zoom meetings and and like online discussion like that, join, you know, got into Ecamm, joined, like it, it was just, had like one of those videos not being made, that might not have happened. Had we ignored comments or not paid attention to people, that might not have happened because, you know, there's there's no dialogue starting there. And especially lately with all the talk, including me of like, oh, numbers are down and blah, 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 blah. It's really important to remember that even when numbers are down, each number still does represent something pretty important. And I think that that is a cliche. That's something that early on in my like YouTube process, that was something that that I thought was really important. Like every number is something. And ironically, when the numbers are smaller, it's sort of easier to know that. Like when a video gets 15 views instead of 10 views, it's like, that's... <laughs> That's five more. Are you kidding? Who five other people watch this? But when you're like, oh, this video only got this many thousands or or whatever, it, it all kind of does blur together in a way where you sort of start start forgetting 
that each view is a person. And of course, you know, realistically, every time somebody interacts with your content, they're not having necessarily a life-changing experience. You know, they, they might not watch every every view on your video didn't necessarily change someone's lives. But I think speaking for myself and anybody probably who has consistently put stuff out there, whether it's videos, podcasts, whatever, you know that that stuff does end up having an impact on people. And hopefully you get emails or messages or whatever from people that tell you that, even if it's just a simple thank you, like, thank you for doing this. It was super helpful. Sometimes people will show you samples of their work or whatever that was, you know, inspired by you, or, or you'll get more detail on you taught me how to do something. Look what I did with it. Now this is happening. And that's really huge. And that can happen just from you doing what it is that you do and sharing what you need to share out there. So I had a couple of things that I wanted to share with you, which are actually older videos of mine. Um, and you know, <laughs> I was like debating if I wanted to show them because you know that feeling you get when you look at your old work and you're like, oh, I don't know that I want, <laughs> I don't know. But Anyway, um, I wanted to share a couple of videos with you because both of these are from three years ago. So these were the summer of 2018. And there were a couple of things that I was going through as like a YouTube creator at that time that are possibly interesting to you, hopefully. And basically what it was, that was just over a year after starting my channel. I started the channel. I wanted it to be this fun thing and no interest in monetizing it, no interest in anything like that. It was just like this fun creative process. And that's what it was. And I started it. It was, it was awesome. And that's where I started then exactly what I was talking about with Jake. That's where you branch out and you start meeting new people. That's how I ended up meeting Heather. That's how I met a lot of our friends and a lot of people who are huge parts of my life now came from, you just put yourself out there and then that's a little flag that pops up and people can connect to it in a way. And that started happening. And that was really like an incredible feeling. So for somebody who has felt like an outsider or isolated for a long time to do your own thing and sort of like raise that little flag and then realize, oh, there's tons of other people that are like your people out there is really big. And that's really transformative. And that's not like something that's just, I didn't do anything special that other people couldn't do. It's just because you put yourself out there and people don't know that you're there unless they know that you're there, right? So you have to put yourself out there for them to realize that. And and that was really, really good. And close to about a year after that, I started um, getting like sick from being stressed out and exhausted. And I was blaming a lot of it on work, on my teaching job, because it just, that is a very stressful, busy job, or it was a very stressful, busy job. And it wasn't until that school year ended and I still was feeling stressed out that I realized, oh, yes, work was definitely a major factor, but also YouTube was actually stressing me out because I had done a 30-day, like, I'm going to do 30 videos in 30 days. I've talked about that before. That was crazy, <laughs> but it was a really great experience. And after that, I was like, well, I'll do a video every week. And so I, I made Tuesdays my upload date. And with work and trying to learn how to do YouTube and stuff and building, you know, the, the infrastructure from scratch, it was really tough to, to navigate that. And so what it pretty much meant was an exhausting work week. And then the weekend where I could have had potentially time to rest was, you know, catching up on everything that you missed over the week and taking care of errands and chores and 
all that stuff. And then also trying to record and edit and finish videos so I could put that out and have my Tuesday video and just doing that for an entire academic year uh, was very exhausting and very stressful. And it worried me because I was like, oh my God, this thing that was supposed to be a source of just fun and joy. And I know it takes work and effort to do it, but now it's like, it's actually like, it's making me sick. It's, it's having a, a very negative effect on things. But I know also that I'm not going to stop. That's not an option. So what do I do? And that was, well, okay. <clears throat> the first thing was I was going on a trip. I had booked a trip a year prior where this was before I knew Heather. So this is <laughs> this is why it was a solo trip. Not that I was like, it wouldn't have been a solo trip had I known Heather when I booked it. Um, but prior to that, I was like, I'm gonna go on a trip that like, instead of waiting for finding someone who you can convince, do you wanna go here? Do you wanna go here? And you plan, not that it's not fun to plan trips with other people, but sometimes you gotta make compromises and decide when and how and where you go. And, you know, I was like, what if I just did what I wanna do and and I'll do that. So I booked a trip to Iceland because I'd always wanted to go to Iceland. It was like a dream to go there. Um, it's cold. <laughs> it's like, it's beautiful. There's not a ton of people. It's perfect. And, uh, but I don't, I really don't like long plane rides. And so instead of going all the way from California to Iceland, which would be a very long plane ride, I just, like, decided, oh, well, look, I'll go from California to New York. That's five hours. And then I'll spend a few days in New York because I really like New York. And then I'll go from New York to Iceland, which is another like four or five hours. So that's not bad at all. And then I've never been, I had never been to Europe. And I was like, oh, Iceland's like, you know, it, it brings all of Europe closer. And this was in the summertime. I'm, I live in a very hot area. So European summers, I know a lot of people, like I have a lot of friends who go to like Greece and uh, Italy and all these places during the summer and they're like super hot and humid and I'm like it's it's already hot here like I don't want to go somewhere else that's hot and fortunately where I live it's so hot that people just accept the fact you need really good air conditioning but I know in other parts of the world air conditioning isn't as prevalent so it's like at least it's hot here but I can stay in air conditioning so anyway I was like there's got to be places that aren't burning hot hey, I've always wanted to see the real Matterhorn, not just the Disneyland Matterhorn, but the real Matterhorn. And so uh, I booked a ticket to Switzerland from Iceland because that's only another like three hours or something by plane. So, you know, it opened up all this stuff. And that was a super cool thing because you you have to go to, you fly into Geneva, Switzerland, and then you have to take, I, I booked a place in Zermatt, which is a little village right at the base of the Matterhorn. And then you have to take a four hour train trip to Zermatt because there's there's no cars. There's like tiny little electric golf cart things and then pedestrian stuff, but there's no, you can't just drive up into the town. So you have to take this long train ride, but the train ride goes through like the city of Geneva and it's real pretty. And then suddenly it goes basically into like a storybook where it's just green mountains and waterfalls and crazy scenery. And it's like, I, I mean, you, you get why like Walt Disney would have visited the Matterhorn and been in that area and been like, this seems like a place to put in a like fantasy theme park. Um, and yeah, so anyway, that was great. And fortunately, just side note to this, um, after booking the trip and lining up our schedules, we were able where I did New York and Iceland by myself and then Heather flew and met me in Geneva and then we did Switzerland together. So that was super cool. Uh, 
all that's neither here nor there because what I wanted to do was going on this trip and the main like activity of the trip was I wanted it to be a photo video trip. And I had booked it even before like really having a YouTube channel. I just wanted to go do like photos and videos and go to really cool places and just have fun like capturing that stuff. And I knew like, oh, this would be a cool thing. Like I definitely want to make a couple videos about this because how, what a cool experience to have. And I was really thinking about the thing of how my YouTube channel, the thing that was supposed to be this very fun, stress relieving endeavor became a stress creating endeavor. And and part of that was because of pressure I was putting on myself because I really thought at that time I, I had hit a thousand subscribers. I was very scared, channel losing momentum, basically all of the same stuff, <laughs> nothing changed. Uh, but I was very scared of that. I was very scared of like, I cannot miss a week. I can't change, like I need to, this is my upload date, it's gotta be here. And I was just sort of at my breaking point there. And I was like, you know, I think what would be better for me is to just make stuff that I'm excited about and then I will put it out there when I'm ready to put it out there. And if that's five times a week, that's awesome. If that's once a month, that's fine too. And really trying to be okay with that. And it was sort of that butting up against, you know, why I don't like the word content because it makes you feel like a cog in the machine rather than you are putting something out there that, that you're utilizing a platform to share. And it was sort of that idea of, well, instead of trying to bow down to some algorithm that no human actually even understands, what if I just do what I want to do and and see what happens? And I wanted to make a video about that that explained that idea for myself. So that way it would be on my channel, but also for other people, because I know that was the summer of 2018 was really when like the conversation of YouTube creator burnout was starting to to really rise up. And I knew that a lot of people were kind of dealing with the same thing, even at different scale and different levels. And so I wanted to make a video about that. And I had the idea of doing a video where I had written out my thoughts in like a script, but instead of just sitting down and talking, I wanted, I knew I was going to all these different locations and I thought it would be kind of cool to like basically say one or two sentences of the script in different locations. So throughout it, I would go basically like, you know, all around the world and then end up back here, you know, at my desk where I normally film my videos, but it would be one cohesive, you know, paragraph or two of thoughts. And so anyway, that was the the impetus behind the video. I haven't actually even watched this whole video in a long time because like I said, going back and watching your old stuff is sort of <laughs> embarrassing sometimes. But I'm going to play this right now. So this is on my YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to see it. It's called The Power of One. And it um and if you're watching the video version of this, you'll just see the whole thing right now. Uh so anyway, we'll watch this and then we'll kind of talk about it, but this is sort of a message that with everything that's been going on this week, this has been popping up, so kind of explain why afterwards. This video is gonna be a little bit different, but I hope you'll stick around because I really want to share it with you. So it's been a year since I first started my channel and that meant stepping way outside of my comfort zone. And even though that can sometimes be scary or a lot of work, there's also a lot of fun to share that stuff with other people. But unfortunately, when you make videos, you want people to actually see your videos. And even with a small channel, or maybe even especially with a small channel, it's hard not to get caught up in the focus of numbers. Because views and subscribers are the currency of this platform, even if they don't always correlate to the actual quality of the content. And this can be a problem. 
And for me, at least lately, I found that the stress of trying to meet an upload schedule or make sure everything is perfectly search engine optimized actually brings in a lot of stress and takes away a lot of the fun. And this should be fun. So what's the ideal balance? I don't really know. On YouTube and all these social media platforms, it really seems like people have forgotten kind of the incredibleness of them and are focused so much more on using them as a means of monetization. And so for me, I want to ensure that this always remains fun because if I have fun making these things, then you'll have fun watching these things. And that's really the most important thing because I do think it is important to remember that even though there is a huge focus on views and numbers and subscribers, even if the view counts are small, if even one person is positively affected by the stuff that you make, that's a whole person that will then go out into the world and hopefully positively affect other people and so on and so forth. So the views really don't matter because that is not an indication of the actual impact of what you're doing. With all of the incredible tools that we have available to us all day, every day, it is a shame if those are not appreciated and we don't have fun with those. So whatever you're doing, whatever I'm doing, above all, it needs to be fun, it needs to be enjoyable, and it does not need to be a source of negativity or stress. It should be a source of positivity, fun, and hopefully positive impact on the greater world around you, around me, and around us all. It took an entire trip around the world to end up right back here with that very simple but important realization. All right, and then we end with a, uh, a B-roll montage circa 2018, <laughs> which is, is very fun. Uh, let me bring up my camera here. Okay, so that was, uh, that was a video. It's fun to listen to that because I think that there's, there's some good points in there. And like, you know, I don't disagree with the points that I'm making in that video, um, even though since then, you know, YouTube has gone from being a thing that I didn't even care about monetizing to how I put a roof over my head and put food in my mouth. So that is different. But I think the core concept there is very important, though, that it's so easy to get caught up in all of that stuff. And, you know, yeah, you're going to look at your analytics. You're going to look at your statistics. We talked about that earlier this last week um, or the week before. But it's how it's again, how you contextualize that information. And in a lot of cases, the views and the subscriber numbers do not correlate with the impact. And that's the same thing. You know, if you if you look at Jake's channel, like despite the fact that like everything that happened with Jake this week, if you look at his channel and you see, okay, here's a, a video production channel, it's got three videos, it's got a little over 100 subscribers, seems like a small channel, okay. It might even be easy to dismiss that, but the stuff that's there is not only good and helpful and produced by someone who cared about it, each of those videos was something that that person, that I know for a fact that person really did care about and was really proud of and really put a lot of what they had into and got a lot of personal growth out of making those. They're also designed to serve and help people, so they specifically teach people how to do certain skills and how to, and they can still be doing that right now, um, how to figure that stuff out, which is then going to help somebody else 
express themselves in some way. And it's like, it's just that thing of you, you really have no idea. Sometimes you're fortunate enough to hear it. It reminds me a lot of being a teacher where, you know, you sometimes there's students you never even talk to, or no, I shouldn't say never even talk to. That sounds like a terrible teacher, but students who you don't feel like, you know, there are some students who answer every question, work on every project, show up to your classroom before school, during lunch, like, you know, there's always there. And there are the others who just kind of like come and go. And then sometimes, you know, be years after graduation, I'd run into one of them and be like, oh yeah, it was your class. That's why I'm studying that subject in college right now. That Like it turns out there was this huge profound impact in something from your class or something you did that you weren't even aware of that changed the course of their life. And they didn't even tell you because, you know, <laughs> why, why would they? And sometimes you don't find out about those things. And YouTube is very much the same way. Sometimes people will leave you a comment or send you an email or in the case of this podcast or whatever, send you, you know, send you voice messages and video messages and, and tell you and connect with the stuff that you're putting out there and, and let you know concretely what's happening. I released a video a couple of weeks ago about um, how I make my YouTube thumbnails. And since then, I've seen a couple of videos popping up on like my homepage and stuff that uh, very clearly have used that, which is great. Like it's not, I'm not like, oh, they copied my style. Like I put that out there on the internet to show people how to do it. And I even had someone right before I started recording today send me a message that said, hey, look, I made a video where I used your thumbnail thing for the thumbnail. And they took my idea, but it didn't look like one of my thumbnails. They took the techniques, did their own thing with it, and then, you know, created, created it in their own way. And that is really cool. Like those little impacts, you know, that that's just a part of somebody's workflow. But depending on what you're making and how it affects the person, you know, there's a lot that that can go... There's a lot that can go there. Here's another example. Um, and I don't know if you're listening to this, Luis, but if you're somebody who watches pretty much any of the live streams and stuff that I watch, you probably know Mr. Camera Junkie. His name is Luis. He lives in Florida. He is a super cool guy, and he has a, a great YouTube channel called Mr. Camera Junkie. And he's in somehow basically every live stream that happens. <laughs> he's just always like everywhere, and he's huge in the the uh, the Ecamm Facebook group as well. And... Luis has just been, it's crazy. He showed up in December. He did a live stream every day last December and then has pre-recorded content on his channel. He's really like, you know, he's done so much and put so much into it and he's gotten so good and he puts great stuff out there. And even more than the stuff he teaches and explains in his videos, he's such a good community builder. He brings people together. He helps people, um, across all platforms, not even just YouTube. I know he's all over like Clubhouse and I think maybe even Twitch for a while. Like, he's all over everywhere. And it's not just him like promoting himself, but he he actively like helps other people come together and helps people run their their streams or their rooms or whatever it might be. And it's a big deal. And I am hope I don't get this wrong, but he's said this several times in streams. So I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm out of line by paraphrasing, but I, I met Luis through a live stream of Peter Gregg, who does a weekly live stream from Miami, Florida every week. It's just, it's a camera channel. Um, I've talked about Peter many times, but he, and he's great. And look, I've been fortunate enough to actually become friends with Peter over the years, which is awesome. And again, we've never met in person, but we talk online, we talk on the phone. Like he, I 100% would consider him a friend. The distance is irrelevant. The same would go with Luis where 
that was how I met him was in a, in a chat for Peter. I remember when he showed up and I was like, oh, this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out the reason he was in that chat was because I had talked about Peter's stream on, on a live stream and then he wanted to go see what it was all about. And he kind of got into like, especially at that time, I think Peter was streaming almost daily. Maybe it was still weekly, but it, for a while he was doing like daily stuff. And I think that was a big motivating factor. And then... I, okay, I think that's what it was. Sorry, I, my timeline's off here. But I think I had mentioned in a stream or a podcast or something that Luis was watching, and I didn't know he was watching. I mentioned, uh, yeah, Peter Gregg. Okay. And then P Luis went into Peter's stream, saw that. And then when I was doing my 40,000 subscriber live stream, Luis showed up there. And I remember I saw him. I was really excited because I recognized him. And I was like, oh, Luis, yeah, you're doing a great job, blah, blah, blah. And... I was just happy to see him there and I knew he was getting his channel going and I was really excited for him. Well, it turns out for him, that was a moment where he, like, having the spotlight shined on him um, in a situation like that made him feel like I got to actually like kick it into gear, which is why then he started doing the stream every day in December. And now like, you know, he it's all gone off in this own thing. Point being, that's a very long rambling story, but the point of me telling you that was I had no idea. Like when I just saw his name pop up in the chat and I got excited and I said, hey, I'm really glad you're here. Like your channel's looking great. That ended up being the thing that like whoop, the catalyst for really motivating him to want to do things at a different level and push things to the next level, which is then like, I mean, the power of Luis and having a positive impact on everybody around him is massive. And so he was able to do that and those people were able to get that benefit from him and i didn't even realize that part of what i had done was the catalyst for that and i'm not taking credit for us so please don't think like it's because of me so every good thing he has done is because of me no um but it was just whatever whatever it was i said something that he needed to hear at the right time and it was just clearly there was a culmination of like stuff was percolating and that was just the thing that topped it off and kicked it in motion. And now all of the people that Luis has a positive impact for or with, they can then do their own thing and have their own version of that as well, where then they're, it's, I mean, it's exponential in how that works. And in all of that, what doesn't matter at all, honestly, is view counts and subscriber numbers because you're dealing with real people who are having transformative experiences and discovering new parts of themselves and building out that sounds weird and building out new skill sets and having new experience building new friendships and new relationships because they're taking the chance to use these tools and to put themselves out there and sometimes all it can take is just a small word of encouragement or just the right bit of info to help like teach them how to do something the right way or just feeling like someone else is on their side to do that and that's incredibly powerful so every time that little view count goes up by one every time a little comment pops up you never know, like, if it's going to be, if it's that experience for someone. It could be someone that just clicks on your video and then clicks away, or it could be somebody who takes something away from it that is going to stick with them for the rest of their life and, and kind of put them on a new course in some way. And you, you have no way of knowing. And so the best thing you can do is just keep doing what you do in your own way. So you put stuff out there, and that way it's there for people to have those experiences with and those reactions with. And that's you know, everything that we have is so exciting to make that possible. That's what I, at the top of this show, that's what I said was you've, 
it's been possible to communicate and get to know people from a distance for a long time, but not in the way that it is right now, where it's instantaneous, it's high definition, there's good sound, there's everybody's super easily accessible if they want to be. That is very, very new and very, very different. So I do have one more video that I want to share with you, which is also from the summer of 2018, because that's when I was kind of working through this. So I had gone on the Iceland trip, the Switzerland trip, I'd come back, and that was right around the time I, at, at that time, I had been watching Cody Warner's YouTube channel because he was doing a daily video every day for the entire year of 2018. He started, um, I know I said it's not about the numbers, but it, whatever. He started with like 100 subscribers in January of 2018 and ended with 40 or 50,000 by the end of the year. Um, but he had also, you know, left his job done that full time. He had started like this huge online community, which is still going really, really strong. He had um, the thing that really like in the summer of 2018, the thing that really kicked it off was he connected with Peter McKinnon, whose channel was in the midst of blowing up at the time. And Peter featured Cody and and that helped Cody's channel grow. And it was, it was a big, you know, obviously like Cody earned his you know, I, like, <laughs> I didn't want to reduce Cody's accomplishment to like someone with a bigger channel shouted you out. But I mean, like the right person gave him the right attention, or the right spotlight at the right time where he was then able to deliver on stuff. It was super cool because I had been watching Cody from the time like our channels were the same size. And then suddenly he was at what was a totally different level and, you know, interacting with the people that I thought were really, really cool. And uh, after all that was happening, Cody was he was just really good at like, people are interested in my channel, channel's doing really well, I'm going to travel and do meetups basically all across the country. And he was going to do one in LA, but there was no venue. And so Heather and I helped, well, basically, we we, we just uh, took advantage of the access that one of Heather's friends had to a cool venue. And so we, we found a, a good venue to host everybody for the Southern California, no small creator meetup in the summer of 2018. It was great. And we got to like, meet and hang out with a bunch of people. Cody was there. And it was like, it was a really fun, you know, it, it was cool. And um, I at the time, I was in the pr process of remodeling my classroom at school for the next school year, because this was August, so school was just about to start. And I was really thinking like, dang, there's so much cool stuff here. And the students just like, some of them utilize it, but so many of them are not utilizing these tools to the best of their ability, not because they don't have the skills, but because it's like they don't even realize, they don't know what they don't know. They don't realize that what they have access to and what they can do. And I was like, you know, it'd be fun to make a video with Cody that centers around this idea of the power of one and there's no such thing as a small creator and tie that into like, hey, student who's in high school and has access to this stuff, check out what you could do. So I, I did a, a video that like interviewed a bunch of the creators who were there that day, but I just want to play you the clip from Cody right now. So this is on my YouTube channel as well. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. The video, the actual video is longer, but I just wanted to snip out the Cody interview right now. You've got stuff to offer. Look around you. What are your friends talking about? What are the problems? Make stuff about that. I love vlog style stuff, but you can do creative stuff. You do whatever you want to do. What you have in your brain, get it out there because you can. Look, here's the thing. You have this amazing amount of potential inside of you. You've got amazing ideas. You've got something inside of you 
that I want the world to have, like on your behalf. When I was a kid, I didn't have the internet. You have the internet, all right? It's huge, it's big, it's massive. You can reach anywhere in the world. world, world. This is good advice for everyone, not just high school students. Once you and then I show up with my uh, very powerful voiceover. <laughs> there was a period of time where I was really into um, trying to do voiceovers on like every video, but it was like before I was comfortable being goofy in my videos. So they're like very like serious voiceovers, which is fine. Like it's good. Anyway, um, that was kind of the clip from Cody there, which I thought was so, it was a great message to students and to students in high school where he's really talking about potential because sometimes, especially as a teenager, they've never heard someone even say they have potential or they could do something, but to say like you have something inside of you and all you need to do is let it out. Whatever that, you know, whatever that might be, just find the the thing that's going to let it out. And in, in my case, I was trying to help them. For those who let's see for those for whom digital media was that thing i was trying to help them access it and and get it out that way but the bigger thing there is everything he was saying applies to not just you don't need to be in high school it's just the idea of you have these crazy tools and we were able to meet in person there because of something that started online which my initial interaction with cody was just a comment on a youtube video and it ended up with you know heather and i organize helping to organize an entire event with people from all over the southwestern United States. Actually, international. There was um, Ben from This Messy Happy, which is a great YouTube channel from the UK was here. Like there were all kinds of people there. And it all just started with like literally typing out a comment on my iPad. That's how I met my wife. You know, I found a YouTube video and typed out a comment, just literally just sitting on the couch one afternoon, browsing videos, leaving a comment that ended up changing my entire life. And so if you want to tell me that, you know, I don't know, virtual friendships aren't as valuable as in-person friendships or that this stuff is, you know, it's not real life because it's over here. That's just completely untrue because there's so much power and there's so much potential in what you're able to do with these tools, not just for yourself, in your own like personal journey of growth and creativity and all that and self-expression, but for other people as well and the people you meet along the way and the stuff that you you can't necessarily, you can't even begin to predict. You just have to start doing it and it grows and evolves organically over time in its own way. And I think that that is, that's something that's just been really like sitting with me a lot this week and that I've been thinking about and it really felt like something that if someone's going to sit through 43 minutes of this podcast, that's probably someone who might appreciate that message. And even if it's something that you already know or that you already feel, sometimes just hearing it again from an outside source is, you know, is a positive, good thing to do. So I wanted to share those things. And then I guess I should add a quick addendum. Um, what I ended up doing after all this, in terms of my own YouTube stress, so if you're like, yes, Tom, you were stressed, what happened? <laughs> uh, I ended up basically just going, yeah, I'm going to make a video whenever I want. I would like to make a video a week, but I don't care what day it comes out. And then I spent the next year basically doing that. And I did end up doing a video a week. I don't think I missed a week. I don't think I missed a week. But it wasn't on a specific day. So it was like, I'm just going to work on a video. And when the video is done, I will upload it. Sometimes that would be Sunday night, sometimes it'd be Thursday morning, like whenever. Uh, you know how time works. There's different times throughout the week. 
it was those times. That's when I would upload the video. And that really, really helped me to feel a lot less stressed out. And then it was after about a year of doing that, that was when I did want to be a little more strategic with the channel in terms of like, I really want to have consistent upload times. I don't want to just, people don't even know when and where to find the stuff. I want to have there, you know, to be some consistency so people can plan on it. It can be a part of their routine and that sort of thing. And that was when I took time to make like extra videos and start the whole process where I bulk, not, I don't bulk record, but um, I just schedule in advance. So, you know, I made a extra videos. I worked really hard at the beginning of a summer break in 2019 to make like several extra videos instead of just the one a week I was doing. So that way I could always upload a video, schedule it and be three to four videos ahead. And I have done that ever since. So two weeks since then, that's what I've done. I've never missed a week. And that is, uh, it has been amazing because I have that consistency, but I also, and I do still produce a video a week, which is easier to do now that I don't have my teaching job. But even while I was teaching, it was still manageable to produce a video a week because I knew I had that cushion where if something did happen or it was busy or I was sick or whatever, uh, it was it didn't mean that there wasn't going to be a video that week because there was like that savings account of videos, that buffer there to kind of help out. And so that to me was such a great balance between I will do things the best I can and I don't know, I don't have a dedicated day that I have to make a video or else I don't have a video that week, but also like having the consistency of yes every thursday 5 15 a.m pacific time there's gonna be a video that comes out you could set your watch to it that that was that has been a great middle ground that's what i've been doing for the last two years so um so it was like i i sort of went too far in one direction and stressed myself out at the beginning then spent a year sort of figuring out like i just want to have fun with this and not put really any strategy behind it and after that, I had a better idea of what my channel was, what I wanted out of it, and I was able to build a strategy that worked for me and was effective for me specifically. So that's sort of how that wrapped up there. But anyway, um, so going back to, you know, that that's the main point that I wanted to get across this week is I wanted to just sort of share the thoughts of losing someone that we care about and what it means, the fact that you can meet someone without ever meeting them in person and really, really care and have a real bond and be devastated when things don't go well for them. But similarly, and more positively, um, you can also be really happy, you know, like I have other friends who I've never met in real life that are starting new jobs in different countries and things. And I'm so excited for them to have those opportunities. And again, I, it's not like I as far as I know, like, I don't know what their old job was or new job was. I don't hang out with them at work or anything, but it's like, you know, you can also share the positive things. It doesn't have to be the negative stuff. So with all that being said, um, the thing that I hope that you take away from this video is, or this podcast is that the tools that we have are incredibly powerful. There's something that's worth being excited about, even though like we've talked about, you're definitely going to, it's totally normal to pay attention to numbers really, really try to contextualize and remember the actual impact that you can have, which is not in any way dictated by analytics. There's no analytic. YouTube has, you know, 
an infinite number, it seems like, of metrics that you can use, but there's not a single one there that can actually measure the impact of the stuff that you're making. And so just remember that, that you're putting something out there, the act of creating it can be transformative for you, even if no one else ever sees it. But if other people see it, you could create something that has a profound impact on somebody else in some way, and then they take that and they have a profound impact on somebody else, and it just goes and goes and goes. And that's that's what we want. So hopefully that, um, I don't know, I never know how to wrap things up. So I won't. We'll just we'll just wrap this up right here. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate, I really, really, really do appreciate being in a fortunate position where I think a lot of people who do listen and watch the stuff that I do take the time to send messages and take the time to let, let me know their thoughts. And I really do appreciate that. If you have anything that you would like to share to be a part of next week's episode, you can send an email to tom at enthusiasmproject.com. You can send a text email, you can send voice, you can send video, and whatever you send, I'll incorporate it into next week's episode. So if you have something, you know, if something today sparked a thought and you want to share it, since you can't leave comments on podcasts, if you're watching the video version, I guess you could, but traditionally you can't leave comments on podcasts. Uh, this could be a cool way to interact or, or just share your thoughts with it. So I'd love to hear from you there. If you just want to reach out to me and it doesn't need to be podcast related, you can also just send me an email or reach out on social media. All the links and stuff are in the show notes. And of course, if you do want the video versions of podcasts, you can sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tom Buck. All the links are in the, the show notes. And um, if you happen to be a YouTube channel member, you also get video versions there. So uh, there's lots of ways to do that. And I'm really, really grateful and appreciative to everyone who's signing up on that. I kind of did the reboot of Patreon and it felt a little bit dead for a while, but I, I've, more more and more people are starting to kind of like dip their toes in the water, which is great. And I really appreciate that because I want to grow that environment. Um, but it's like, I kind of need more people there <laughs> before I can do it, before I can, I can do as much stuff as I'd like to there. So anyway, um, hope that was fun. Hope that was interesting. I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, hang out with me for an hour this week. And I hope you're having a good, safe, happy, healthy week. Please be safe. Please take care of yourself. Um, and hopefully I'll see you next week. This is the time when I push the button and see if it actually does the outro.